Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 84. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Friday, September 13th, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. Yeah, happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, blah, gotta spit that out. Anyway, uh, let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. Um, probably a fairly quick show this week. I don't uh, have a ton of stuff to go over, but uh, we'll just charge on here. So just wanted to give an update on the Chicago Bears who lost last week, uh, last Thursday, right after I recorded this podcast. So that's unfortunate, but we're on to the, the Denver Broncos. So uh, this Sunday, they will be in Denver playing the Denver Broncos. And I know, uh, I think listener Mike Latore is out there in Colorado. I believe he's a Broncos fan. Uh, so uh, and we may lose, may lose a listener here if uh, the Bears are handle them too well. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to the feedback from episode 83, which there was uh, none. So I think I got a good job uh, on Twitter. So that's all the feedback from episode 83. Let's move in uh, quickly to our normal LGG6 weekly report. Welcome to the LGG6 weekly report. Okay, so I am still using the Moto X4 as my daily driver, which means that the G6 weekly report for this week is fairly short because I honestly didn't have any time to to mess with it or get it set up some more. I did put the T- the black TPU bug droid case back on it just to, for old time's sake. I was actually looking through some old photos in... Microsoft OneDrive and my uh, backed up that I have backed up there and saw the the bug droid case on the G6 and back when I first got it so I thought I would throw that back on for nostalgia purposes but other than that nothing to report this week they like I said this I, I don't know if this is going to turn into the Moto X4 weekly update but uh yeah right now the LG G6 is on the sidelines and I've just been charging forward with that X4 but We'll see. Maybe next week there'll be more to report, but uh, for this this week, uh, that's it for the LG G6 Weekly Report. All right, so just a few updates here, or one update, I should say, is I just wanted to feedback on how it's going with my Fitbit. Uh, I bought this uh, back in May, I believe it was, and have been using it ever since. Basically kept it on almost the whole time since then, just uh it's one short period there where I didn't wear it for a couple days, but that's it. And for the most part, it's been uh, on my wrist. So except for when I shower, I don't take it into the shower. So uh, either way, it's been working really well. It works as it should. I basically use it as my watch. I don't really tap to view too much of the informa- other information on the Fitbit itself, other than looking at the notifications for when text messages come in which is really nice. And uh, also when phone calls come in, the watch buzzes uh, for the phone call as well. And so it's been working really nicely. Every once in a while, I'll jump into the app and take a look at how my, mostly how my sleep patterns are going. I also look at my resting heartbeat to see how that's going. And I noticed it's kind of, it's gone up a couple beats over time. And so I know that uh, I need to exercise a little bit more than I do these days, uh, which is almost not at all. So I'll have to 
uh, either be more careful with what I'm eating because I've been eating, I think, a little bit more sodium than in, uh, than usual. So uh, it's just kind of interesting to be able to see that uh, the, that resting heart rate go up over time and just know that, you know, I should probably get that back down to where I was at least when I first started using it, which would I think I was in better shape back when I had it. Uh, I think I've, the, having the Fitbit, I feel like I've actually gotten less fit <laughs> as I've had it. But uh, yeah, the app data is really cool. It's really nice to see. The sleep data is very good, very interesting to look at over time. Uh, and actually, uh, my because my wife just started her new job, they have a program or an app that she can connect her Fitbit data to and it will give her rewards points. So she started doing that through her company, which is really cool. So she wasn't wearing it to sleep or to track her sleep actually up until this reward system started because you actually get other rewards points for uh, getting good sleep and all that stuff. So the one gripe that I kind of have with the Fitbit is the charging contacts on the bottom of the Fitbit that you uh, the charging pins on the the charger connect to or you know the magnetizes to uh, those get tend to get a little bit corroded <laughs> due to like sweat and grime uh, I know I, I do wipe down the Fitbit every once in a while uh, as is as is suggested so uh, I know that it's not uh, you know it's not excessive any anyway the uh, sweat and the grime that that get onto it so I do wipe it down every once in a while but I did notice it get a, got a little bit corroded and so it wasn't making good contact with the charger but uh, either way I did clean those little copper contacts on the back with a little bit of vinegar and flour uh, mixed together into kind of a paste uh, just a little bit obviously you don't need much and then just use a little toothbrush to put some on there let it sit and then kind of brush it off kind of polishes things up a little bit did make it a lot better i did was able to test it on the charger after after that and it came the uh the charger contacts were connecting much better so <laughs> but either way i didn't think that they would be that easy to corrode i know that it's kind of obvious that they're little little metal contacts on the back but uh you just would expect there to be I don't know. I don't like the way that you have to charge the Fitbit, uh, the Inspire HR, which is the one that I have. I kind of wish you could plug something into it instead of resting it on a cradle, uh, which, yeah, that would be more ideal if I could if I could plug something into it, something a little more solid of a connection and not have to worry about uh, corroding any sort of contact points on the back. But either way, like I said, I just wanted to throw back an update on that Fitbit and and just let everybody know how it's going i'm just i'll i'll try and report back maybe more often on on how it's going uh, especially now that fitbit is coming out with their new line of, of of watches and now that they're offering a a premium service as well as far as the subscription goes but i don't foresee myself using that unless it's gonna unless it's behind you know they start putting some features behind that paywall but uh, for the most part, all everything that I use is, is not. So yeah, so that's the deal with the Fitbit. All right, so the next bit of news, and if you follow me on Twitter, you may have seen this, is that I did get the Soda Pop speaker in, finally. <laughs> Almost exactly a year later, after supporting their project on Indiegogo, I did finally get the Soda Pop speaker in 
the mail the other day. So, and, and, and if you haven't been following or you're not familiar with it, it is, uh, well, there's a link in the show notes if you want to check it out, but there's, it's basically just a Bluetooth speaker that you can screw a pop bottle or soda pop bottle into the bottom of to help increase the base and the fidelity of it. So I just wanted to go over some quick first impressions of it. Uh, just the specs on the box. There's not a ton of specs on the outside of the box. It just kind of shows the product in general, which isn't too abnormal for a Bluetooth speaker. But uh, the name of the actual product on the box is the Soda Pop Bluetooth Base Bottle Speaker. And it also says that it's designed in Norway. Uh, it has a 30-hour battery life. Um, that's really the only features on the outside as far as the the specifications go <laughs> and i know designed in norway yeah, i guess that's a specification but either way that 30 hour battery life i already knew about that that's uh that's a big feature of this one for me even if the speaker was no good when i first turned it on at least it gets the 30 hour battery life but uh yeah i took it out of the box uh the build quality of it was it was just okay you know some of the plastic it's not really like a rubberized plastic seems like more of a rigid type plastic so I definitely would have issues tossing this thing around uh, you would definitely it seems like it would be susceptible to scratching or breaking it seems like I said some of the plastics are more rigid but uh, either way it comes with a bottle out of the box uh, it's it's kind of a bottle slash storage case which is really nice uh, because you can you have a bottle to screw into the bottom right out of the box uh, and also store the speaker so the I, I was able to turn it on and try it out for a little bit uh, and the sound quality on it really is very good uh, it, it's as far as me as far as I go uh, it is the best uh, sounding Bluetooth speaker that I've had. And, and this isn't saying a lot. And I just want to kind of disclaimer, I'm not necessarily an audio guy. I don't, you know, do any sort of measurements or anything on these things. I just go by my ear and, and how I feel about the sound quality, just, uh, my, you know, just off the cuff and, and, how, I, and how I hear it. So uh, for me, it sounded really great. And the bottle actually does make a big difference uh, when you don't have it attached to, as compared to when you do. It, it makes a big difference to the bass and the fidelity of the sound. Uh, it's kind of interesting because there's a big flap on the bottom where the, uh, I guess, the screw hole, as you may call it, uh, for the, the bottle goes. And uh, it seems like there's almost a little speaker that they've put under or as part of that screw hole. And uh, that pumps into the bottle so that's kind of just how it uh, gets all the the base boost down into the bottle specifically it very very much ports it down into there uh, and when I say base I'm not talking about necessarily like a thumping base it's not a it's not you know it's not using any sort of real like pounding resonance or, or anything like that uh, it's but it does make the low ends in the, in the songs and the bass and songs sound very good the fidelity of of all of the low sounds are very good so that's uh overall i've been pretty impressed uh and like i said the build quality is just not not the greatest but uh considering this uh was probably just gonna sit on my uh, you know on my desk kind of a thing i think it'll be just fine so uh hopefully i'll still be able to do a video on it at some point but we'll see how that goes I'm not 100% sure it's been so busy hence why this is coming out a day later but uh, yeah the overall soda pop speaker bottle 
is a Bluetooth based bottle speaker. I'm sorry, that's what it says on the box. But uh, so far, it's been pretty, it's nice, you know, it's a nice speaker. I think I pay, uh, paid or uh, backed $60 for this thing. So it's, I would say it's definitely worth that. Uh, now, every, I've talked about in the past that I've had the Nokia MD12 speakers. I actually have three of those because I found a sale on them not too long ago. And so I've got a few of those sitting around the house. And I would say this definitely blows those away. But maybe not for bass resonance because those MD12s from Nokia, that's kind of what their whole shtick is, is that they they use the bass resonance from whatever's around them. So, or I should say whatever they're placed on. So if you place it on a hollow box, you're gonna get some good good bass resonance or, or a thin desk top type of thing. Uh, they, those MD-12 sound really good. But uh, yeah, that's it for the SodaPot speaker first impressions. I'll try and report some more on that when I have a chance to play with it a little bit more. All right, so the last little thing here, uh, one of the last things, you know, one link after this, but uh, I am doing a microphone test right now. <laughs> this whole podcast has been recorded on the Samson Go mic. Uh, it's one of the tiny, more affordable Samson uh, microphones. It's Samson, not Samsung. Uh, don't get confused. There's a link to this microphone in the show notes. It was also in the show notes last week. And I did end up getting it and trying it out. It was $30 uh, to try this out. And it's actually clipped onto the top of the display of my laptop as I record this. So it's, I'm staring at it. If I look just above the screen, there's this nice tiny little mic that looks like a big mic, but it's actually tiny <laughs> USB mic plugged in. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go exactly. Uh, the There is a lot of potential background noise on some of this. I did actually get the Samson software that you can that's optional for I think it was three dollars you can pay to have the Samson software that will help to reduce background noise and echo and stuff like that. Uh, so I have that turned on and filtering all that stuff out the, uh, the best that it can but uh, my air conditioning has been pumping on and off and we have an abnormally loud <laughs> uh, fan in our furnace so it just uh, it, it gets extra loud, so hopefully right now, it's on right now, if you can hear it. Let me just stop for a second. Yeah, let's see if uh, that's uh, if that shows up on the audio recording. Um, and just let me know how everybody thought that uh, this sounded this time. Uh, I, this isn't the last configuration that I'm going to do with the Samson microphone. I just kind of got it set up to record in kind of the default way so uh, I could potentially try using it in a different manner but uh, we'll see how it goes and just let me know what you think of the sound quality on this episode. Alright so the last thing here is a link that I want to share and I didn't I don't think I actually posted this on Twitter but I did post it on MeWe and a couple of the groups there the PSC groups uh, about the my DVD condensing process. I did write a blog post about that, just a quick write-up to uh, kind of go over what I did or some of the thought process and some of the, the process itself there. So uh, you can find a link in the show notes to that. Uh, it's Like I said, not I think I said it on the on MeWe groups, but it's nothing too extraordinary or too unique. Uh, it's just I just wanted to kind of log my process to uh, be able to have it to reference and also for other people out there if they're looking for an option to condense their DVD collection. So it's not the only option, but it's the one that I went with. So check out the show notes for that. 
All right, so that is it for this week. Like I said, a little bit shorter. But uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in to episode 84 of the Pixel Swim podcast. If you have any feedback, head on over to pixelswim.com. If you want to leave a feedback on the show notes page, there's a comment section, and then you can find a bunch of links on the website for my social media. And if you want to email, there's a contact form as well. So it's always appreciated. Uh, Have a great afternoon or evening or Friday or Saturday or Sunday or whatever day it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. Godspeed.